0: while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity.
1: I'm not normally a praying man. But if you're up there, please save me Superman.
0: Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've told me to done. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. This is episode 71 god damn it you're cheery today i am it's like the old days yeah i've been up here all day prepping for the show why are you so cheery
2: i don't know i suspect lack of sleep
0: <laughs> have you been hiding the drugs from me i think I told... this is
2: the fatigue hysteria
0: i've told you you have to share the drugs okay it's
2: you want my 800 milligram motrin
0: if it's cut with something <laughs> sure <laughs> motrin can't be doing this to you i can't feel my nose <laughs> Show's gone off the rails already. <laughs> Christ on a pony. I, mean, I was going to say we we almost didn't do the show today because I've had a powerful urge to go out and just buy a Dodge Challenger since <laughs> yesterday. Yes. Because, yeah, we went to see Mad Max Fury Road. That's not what the show is about. but
2: Well, we went to go see Mad Max Fury Road after an extended marathon of Mad Max movies to get geared up.
0: Well, yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, two out of the three. Yeah. It's, uh, I love Mad Max. I love The Road Warrior. I have never, ever seen Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. Because to me, Max's story was over at the end of The Road Warrior. You know, True. Mad Max, society's going down the toilet. He loses his wife and kid. He goes berserk. He seeks revenge. Uh, he himself becomes uncivilized. The Road Warrior, civilization has gone down the tubes. He is living alone, still mostly insane finds a group of people to live for a surrogate family to deliver for max's story is over yeah. why would i want a third chapter of max meets the acid queen and, <laughs> and jumps around a jungle gym with some dude with razor nipples or whatever the hell was going on it just it felt like like a vestigial tail a third arm it just even at 14 years old i'm like uh tina turner <laughs> really, Tina Turner and those frosted tips, that's what survives the apocalypse? Somehow, I don't think... Sure, why not? She barely survived Ike. She's not going to survive the end <laughs> of... She's not going to survive peak oil. <laughs> uh, she survived Ike. I think that says everything. Actually, that says a great deal. <laughs> yeah, she'll be alive long after I am, but...
2: Um, yeah, honestly, I don't think I'd ever seen the first Mad Max. I think my Mad Max started with the Road Warrior which is apparently Mad Max 2 for the rest of the world. Well yeah,
0: that's pretty common in the United States cuz yeah, the the first Mad Max, I don't think got a theatrical release. It might have hit a few drive-ins. It
2: feels like the kind of thing that my dad would have rented had he come across it.
0: Yeah, I mean the first Just... time first time I saw it was it might have been on the sci-fi channel or something and it was the original version that came out. They overdubbed everybody's voice with like, American <laughs> voices.
2: Because Australians are such, so hard to understand. I yeah,
0: mean... I don't know, but it's uh, yeah. I remember the the scene where the you know, the two mechanics are showing Max.
2: I mean, men at work. Cargo had been released. It, it's...
0: <laughs> Actually, I think that was afterwards. Oh, but, really? By then the damage was done. <laughs> by then they they'd given it the full Akira treatment. Jesus. And because yeah, the the first scene I, I remember seeing seeing was the the two mechanics showing Max the the final big eight interceptor and he, he says just in this Texas Mel Gibson well when do we go for a ride <laughs> no that's... does he follow that with Roadhouse <laughs> that would have been awesome <laughs> that would have been glorious but that's not what happened
2: you know I just realized this weekend I've never seen Roadhouse
0: I would say we have to rectify that but we, we don't have to rectify that Jesus Christ what a <laughs> pile of shit but Roadhouse I keep hearing such such awesome things and I I'll throw raw testosterone in your face. <laughs> It has a better plot.
2: Uh, not sure why that sounds so exciting. It does
0: to me. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to tell you the method. This is a family fucking radio show, goddammit. Sleeping in the car. <laughs> it's a wise choice. Nah, God's ideas. Yikes. But the, the funniest thing with Mad Max to me, it had nothing to do with the movie. It was I was talking with my dad today. On the phone and mentioned, oh, yeah, we went to see it. And he's like, I heard men shouldn't go see that movie. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I saw on the news that it's a movie that hates men. It's a car chase movie, Dad. Shit blows up. You're not going to get more dude than that. Jesus Christ. People with chainsaws ride pikes over the road to attack buses. It's fucking glorious. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's
2: vehicle porn.
0: What fucking movie (laughs) review were you... (laughs) The first thing that happens is a giant V8 gets rolled in the desert. It's awesome.
2: Be honest, Glenn Beck reviewed it or something, right? Is I, that
0: <laughs> I don't know where he gets his news. I, I don't I don't know what mailing list he he's he's old to the he, he's relatively recent. He he's got to be on a listserv or some goddamn thing. <laughs> so I know he's not on Twitter and, yeah. he, and he hates and fears Facebook the same way I do in my day-to-day life. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know where he's getting his news, but it's a movie that hates men. It has women in it. As the cars explode, what the fuck do you want?
2: Yeah, I I don't
0: know. (laughs) One way or the other, fun movie. It is a fun movie. It won't make you any goddamn smarter, but nice, tight, practical effect action. Obviously, some CGI was thrown in there, but it, it looks like an old school car chase movie. It looks like the Road Warrior with a real fucking budget.
2: Yeah, it's like George Miller finally had the opportunity to make the Mad Max movie. He always wanted and had the budget
0: to do it. Oh, yeah. And I watched that and that action, and I remember that he was signed and ready to... He was in pre-production on a Justice League movie, and I cry a little bit. <laughs> but
2: I don't know, because as much as I enjoy the Mad Max movies, Miller seems to equate anything... It's supposed to be some kind of villain with someone who has to wear assless ch- chaps, L.A. nipple <laughs> clamps. And I don't want that in my Lex Luthor. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, well, did you see the Joker for Suicide Squad? He's clearly <laughs> not the only one thinking that way. True. And, and besides, once we hit peak oil, you know, <laughs> the asses on chaps will be the first piece of scarcity. <laughs> it, it'll be... Well,
2: that's what you get for wearing polyester. It'll be... <laughs>
0: polyester chaps?
2: Well, I'm just saying, things that come out of petroleum products, polyester. <laughs> uh,
0: Alright, I, I suppose I see your logic, as spurious as it is. <laughs> because polyester certainly will protect you from being thrown from a horse. I mean, if you're wearing
2: leather b- assless chaps, that's just a choice at that point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, Once we hit peak oil, the first thing to go are the uh, chap asses.
2: <laughs> Chapped asses? And,
0: and then... That's because the Vaseline's no. gone. No, those stay around. <laughs> Uh, and and then it's uh, high octane, uh, and then teeth apparently. Apparently, but yeah, it's a, amazingly. This is not a show about Mad Max. Try as, I, try as I might, it's a, I can't pretend it's a comic book. It's not the kind of thing you could translate to a comic book. Still, pictures of a car crash. You know, that appeals to I don't know James Spader in that one Cronenberg <laughs> flick. Uh, nobody else would get particularly excited about it.
2: Surprised IDW or somebody hasn't picked up. The the rights to this to turn into some kind of comic book.
0: I mean, how would you do it? It's a lot of pictures. All of those movies are such fast, kinetic action. Turning that into stills, I'm I'm not sure how you could even make that really satisfying. Certainly, you could do it. You can do anything. It's a problem I've always had with the Alien comic books. You know, there have been some good ones, and the ones that are good are really good. You know, the, the original Walt Simonson movie adaptation, but half of what that had going for it was nobody had really seen alien before and it was just sort of in glimpses half of how the alien became exciting over the years is how it moved and was in shadows and you just can't reproduce that very effectively in in a comic book form some things can't be adapted into comics they just can't
2: i don't know i'm gonna have to think about this i feel like it could be done i feel like there there are people that could do it you just have to tell her its story
0: no, I suppose you can do anything. I, I have. <laughs> I mean, it... I have trouble picturing how you would do it. The the guys on pikes being swung over to attack the war rig. How do you get that kind of swooping, almost vertigo-inducing action? on You a get still somebody
2: plane? like a Temple Smith or a Sam Keith.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you got a uh, who did? <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank? Who? Uh, Ralph Steadman. Yeah that where there's no straight lines anywhere that'd be pretty kinetic i suppose yeah
2: you just got to get the right artist
0: all right fuck it let's pitch it <laughs> that's the entirety of my pitch uh get this artist what's the story i don't know cars blow up <laughs> what the fuck do you want it's mad max <laughs> give me a pen cars blow up thank you
2: <laughs> page 2
0: <laughs> cars blow up yeah page, page 3 do you have a xerox machine cuz my wrist is getting cramped <laughs>
2: Page three, show close-up, large bloated villain, I'm... assless chaps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Underline assless chaps, because it's post-peak oil, and we know the order where shit's going to go away. Show random
2: boils. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this show's gone completely <laughs> off the rails. So yeah, we <laughs> I shouldn't have even brought up fucking Mad Max, because <laughs> it's TV that we wanted to talk about yeah, this week. Yeah, actually. And... It... It was not originally anything we we're going to talk about. It was, we were watching, as we do every week, if you listen to the show, you know, the kind of stuff that, that we watch. We had, uh, was it the Arrow finale? It was Wednesday. Yes. The Flash, it's not uh, the finale. Uh, like the penultimate. Yeah, it's the penultimate with the, the final one. But it was the first battle, you know, full-on battle with the reverse Flash. And... Each episode had crossovers from the other show. So, yeah, was it Flash had, uh, Arrow, Captain Cold, Golden Glider, and Firestorm? Yep. They miss anybody?
2: Adam, I think, wasn't it?
0: No, I think Adam, Adam was kind of, well, Arrow had Flash. Yep. Um, it at least had Ray Palmer, but it had, uh, Felicity in the Adam suit, but it also had, uh, Black Canary and Speedy, finally. (laughs)
2: No, I'm just thinking back to when when they took on, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong episode. When they took on um, Wells at the end, it was Flash, Arrow, and there was a third party. Oh,
0: Firestorm. Firestorm. Shit, I forgot
2: Firestorm. (laughs) And don't forget Firestorm. He's important.
0: (laughs) Uh, I know. Firestorm's always been one of my favorites. I'm enjoying Firestorm in it, but... It was watching these, and, and we watched these even before the trailers dropped this week for uh, the direct spin off Legends of Tomorrow, and the other Greg Berlanti-produced superhero uh, show that's on CBS for Supergirl. Yep. It was before any of those came out. And I'll admit, uh, I was drinking both nights because <laughs> it's me and there's beer. Yes. So... Somewhere along the line, I, I realized, and I've realized this before, but it really hit me and I got really excited. That these guys somehow have, this is the Justice League. It's, yeah. a, it's as much of the Justice League as you're going to get on TV, but it's it's a huge chunk of the Justice League in two TV series that have really interconnected continuity. Sort of like the Marvel movies, not necessarily to the same scope, but in, in certain ways, even bigger yeah and it's as the week went on realizing it's going to continue to grow with additional characters
2: (laughs) yeah well i i i didn't know much of anything about legends of tomorrow other than it had been teased at one of the conventions that we didn't get to um with the which meant that people suddenly were finding out that the girl who plays sarah was somehow coming back right um, and then somebody made a reference to a thing called Legends, and everybody was like, what, huh, what?
0: And <laughs> Well, I mean, Legends is kind of, it's not that loaded, but it's kind of a loaded DC term. That right. It was the first big series that came in after Crisis.
2: Yes. And, you know, then there was, once they started to sort of more fully actualize Ray Palmer and the Atom on the Arrow show, and everybody was saying, you know, that, that's going to be going off into a spinoff of some sort. And, you know, Firestorm was getting more and more screen time and people were saying, well, that's clearly going to be significant. Right. The the trailer that dropped was beyond anything that I expected to see.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to talk about the trailer coming up. Okay. Because the trailer adds even more heroes. I mean, if you think about it, uh, yeah, so we've got, what, Flash, Arrow... Uh, it's speedy red arrows was the, let's count red arrow even though he's gone uh firestorm adam on the rogue side although he's going to be part of legends of tomorrow captain cold uh is it firefly uh maybe uh, i have brain damage i can't even... <laughs> um black canary
2: well not really black canary They're calling her White Canary now. Yeah,
0: but I'm talking overall heroes that have been introduced. Oh, yes. Between the two shows. Right. So we got Black Canary, White Canary. And yeah, now coming up, again, I want to talk about the trailer coming up, but it had Hawkgirl, Rip Hunter, and now potentially Supergirl in the same universe. Well,
2: and if we're talking also about the villains, Vandal fucking Savage.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we've had, on the villain side, we've had Deathstroke and Deadshot and yeah, Vandal Savage and Rosal Ghul, and Reverse Merlin. Flash <laughs> and Merlin
2: and Vertigo.
0: Yeah, Count Vertigo. So if you take a, a step back, what DC's done on TV is really analogous to what Marvel is doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that we've got multiple properties all with intertwining oh. continuities. Oh,
2: and Amanda Waller.
0: Yeah, Amanda Waller's back. <laughs> I mean, just, and it's, it's weird how I, I realized, yeah, this is just about the Justice League and there's continuity that's relatively tight. There have been some missteps. You know, and one of the missteps in, in the Flash finale, Arrow shows up. I'm like, well, on last week's Arrow, wasn't he like in custody and <laughs> Namda Parbat? How do he get away to just, but it's one of those, okay, who gives a shit? Cause there's problems with Marvel continuity too. Yeah. I mean, if you've if you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all year long, oh, Jesus, Hydra, they're everywhere. It's a, You can't get around Hydra. They're at the highest levels of government. <laughs> and then you go see Avengers, it's like, oh, okay, apparently Hydra was no longer a problem. Yeah. And, and apparently nobody all year long told the people in S.H.I.E.L.D. that the Avengers are going out, <laughs> busting up Hydra bases. <laughs> they had no idea.
2: Like Lost. Are we on the island or are we off the island?
0: Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Hydra, Hy- Hydra, get back in the closet. We gotta <laughs> worry about Thanos. Thanos is a problem now. <laughs> but it's just it's weird to me how they've really built this up very quickly and seemingly effortlessly almost kind of under the radar when you consider how hard they're trying to pound we're going to have continuity in the DC uh, movie
2: franchises yeah
0: and it just it feels so different in the movies and you know while I've got some hopes for Batman versus Superman because again I'm one of the few people who will up to a point defend Man of Steel it just feels like they're, oh, they're trying so goddamn hard. and But over here, no, it's just sort of happening, guys. We we got it. It's yeah. under control. <laughs> in the meantime, it's like, oh, no, no. We're, we're, the green, uh, Stephen Amell will not be Green yeah. Arrow in we'll the movies. A, we'll
2: have a different guy be Flash and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever.
0: Why? this Is it is going all right over here? Yeah. But, I mean, and it, it's, it's weird that they, clearly they didn't sneak it in. They've had plans. They've had discussions. But if you... Told me this is where DC would be at on TV back when Arrow premiered, I would have laughed in your fucking face. Oh, yeah. Because Arrow premiered in 2012. Yep. And, and it,
2: we were really drunk and live really, tweeted it. Were we? No, like, like particularly, he's like, really, we're gonna watch this? Okay. Let's start it! Let's <laughs> start it.
0: That kind of drunk.
2: Well, to, uh, I was drunk enough that I, I kept, at first, this is how he heard it, and then I just kind of continually, willfully misheard oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diggle. Because I, 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 they kept calling him Dig, and I kept hearing it as Dick.
0: <laughs> and, and I didn't hear it any differently. <laughs> yeah,
2: I said, so I kept calling him Dick in the live
0: tweets.
1: <laughs> they got my dick missing. <laughs>
0: But there was no real reason to think it was gonna be anything, cause oh no, Ollie slipped Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you showed Dick some goddamn respect.
2: Dick, he's out of the house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I want to watch the premiere again. Let's get hammered. Thank you for listening. We have other shit to do. But but no, that premiere was it was a year after Smallville ended. And Smallville turned into such a goddamn... I think I was
2: the only one watching by the end, out of just sheer fucking bloody-mindedness.
0: I couldn't. The last two years, the only ones I watched were the Jeff Johns episodes.
2: Yeah, and those were
0: good. Oh, they were, but they were diametrically opposed to what the show was originally supposed to be. Yeah. You know, the whole no flights, no tights. And then you've got (laughs) the Justice Society and Booster Gold
2: and... And it was glorious.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it had been on for so long, and it just turned into this, you know, now there's still a dollar to squeeze out of it, and it just became an example of how not to do a comic book show. Right. Now, it started strong. It was one of those, I remember watching the pilot of that with you and saying, this is not in continuity at all. This is, and it got pretty decent pretty quickly, but yeah. a large part of what made it good was the fact that it was a prequel And there was this constant undertone of tragedy under everything. Yeah. You know, Lex is trying to be Clark's friend, and they're trying to get along, and we just know what's going to come. So every time it seems like they're getting closer and becoming allies, you know, the bottom's going to fall out.
2: Yeah, And, and a large chunk also of what sold it was that John Schneider did such an excellent job as Pa Kent like just out of nowhere like oh, <laughs> the yeah. casting turned out to be so fucking inspired
0: yeah i mean <laughs> he was great and like the moral center of the show and you know always giving good advice to clark and even there was, there was a certain amount of tragedy to that cuz you know depending on which version of continuity they were trying to go with yeah. you know he was going to dry tragically before clark could embrace his destiny right but the the longer things went on oh. it's it, it just became oh look the pink
2: ranger got magic powers
0: yeah I mean, <laughs> how can we keep this this thing going without putting him in a costume but we still have to acknowledge okay at this point he's had powers and has been trying to help people for 11 years at some point maybe he would decide to do something with it and once a year no matter what let's, let's wave some red krypton under his nose so tom <laughs> welling can act like a cock and put on leather pants
2: there was also a bizarro episode some
0: season i remember that too and see i do not and i feel blessed <laughs> For the fact that I don't. It was
2: a Mixoplex episode. <laughs>
0: oh God! There was a whole season about the
2: Wonder Twins. Not a whole season. They had an episode. Did they? Yeah.
0: Fuck you! Don't <laughs> tell me these things. <laughs> also, no Santa Claus. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> there was a whole season where Doomsday was the bad guy, and Doomsday was the skinny English dude from Deadland. That's like
2: right. You. That's
0: right. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I couldn't. No, no, no.
2: Actually, he wasn't Doomsday. He was Zod.
0: Oh, that's better. Christ <laughs> almighty.
2: The skinny English dude from Dead Like Me. He was Zod. He was actually a pretty good Zod, <laughs> as things were going at that point.
0: Yeah. No, there's only one good Zod. and
2: I uh... <laughs> thought you were going to say there's only one good Doomsday. I'm like, you're right. Roger Dalter did an okay job with that on Lois and Clark. See, I never watched
0: Lois and Clark. <laughs> I didn't have the heart. I just didn't have it. Plus, it was on weekends. I was doing comedy shows and drinking heavily. So I, I never watched Lois and Clark. It wasn't horrible. Roger Daltrey, the 50 <laughs> something at the time lead singer he, of The Who. He
2: kind of just had to be there.
0: Was doomsday.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Don't look at it. <laughs> Shut your eyes, Marion. Don't look at it, no matter what happens. No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> Threatened to throw your testosterone on me in the night. I'll fucking Roger Daltrey you, <laughs> <a>
0: bitch. <laughs> uh, you just want to suck the joy out of everything. <laughs> I'd forgotten how goddamn ridiculous Smallville became. <laughs> oh, my God, what a shit show. I mean, I was thinking along the lines of, like, logical things. Like, yeah, when Pa Kent left, uh, the general acting caliber went down. And, yeah, as Lex became more and more villainous, the, the tension sort of eased out of everything. Because, okay, we're getting here, but clearly they're not going to let this be a final blow up.
2: And then they had sort of a he, he had a hopeful moment because they brought in a uh, dude that was Aquaman, kind of like their Cousin Oliver moment. But it was... <laughs> oh, God.
0: I forgot about that, too.
2: And 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 he was so much better eventually than everybody else. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm just watching for Aquaman now. Let's just call this the Aquaman show.
0: <laughs> and they had their own Green Arrow who <laughs> wore Lindsay Lohan fucking shades instead of a mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised I watched that as long as it did because I was looking through Wikipedia. I think I made it up to season eight or nine because i remember lex leaving yep and i want to say that was like season nine yep and once that happened all right you've destroyed the core conflict of the show there's really not a hell of a lot of point to go on you know and and then even the you know the The tragedy of Clark loves Lana, and we know they can't get together, well, then she left, so we know that's not going to happen. I remember she became a witch somewhere along the line, yeah, was... so
2: I said the pink Ranger got magical
0: powers for a while, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I mean after a while it was just and oh, Lois was just unlikable, just not likable <laughs> uh, yeah, it just became all right, can we squeeze another season out of this so Tom Welling doesn't have to panhandle in front of the methadone clinic? It's... <laughs> so, I mean, this was the, the show that Arrow was replacing for all intents and purposes.
2: Yeah, and it's also this sort of like cautionary thing that as as excited as we are about all of this genre programming, it's like you you have the worry. Either it's going to fizzle and die quickly like Constantine – and then it's like, well, is that going to you know, queer things for, for other shows down the line? Or is it going to get a foothold and then uh, not realize when it's time to go home?
0: <laughs> yeah. And Smallville definitely was column B. Yeah. You know, followed immediately by column A of Birds of Prey. Yeah. Which we watched and I know you liked a lot. I thought it was okay.
2: I don't think it was followed immediately by Birds of Prey. I think Birds of Prey was on actually before Smallville. No. Because I remember watching Smallville here, whereas I remember watching Birds of Prey at the old apartment.
0: Yeah, but the the Smallville premiere was at the old, old apartment. Okay. So Smallville was on one or two seasons, and then Smallville they- Smallville just would not die. Yeah, and it just it's, <laughs> it sucked all the energy out of everything around it. Because yeah, yeah. They, they tried to spin off Birds of Prey, and it just it didn't click. Because... I don't know
2: that it was a spin-off. I think it was its own thing.
0: Because I mean, it it wasn't a spinoff. I think it was supposed to take place in the same universe, possibly. Because I think it was produced by the same guys, Alfred Go. I think his name was. Or, or I'll however, take your word for it. Pronounce that. What kind of parents would name their kid that? And whoever the other <laughs> dude was, who eventually bowed out, probably when they realized, okay, uh, we've run this into the dirt.
2: <laughs> that had a lot to recommend it. It didn't not have problems, but it had a lot to recommend it.
0: Well, yeah, but it was it was weird how the public embraced a Superman show that for all intents and purposes didn't have Superman and rejected a Batman show that didn't have Batman.
2: Yeah, but could have had Batman if they'd let it actually, you know, do its thing.
0: No, I don't think they'll ever let Superman or Batman back on TV. Well,
2: but they could have because they were gearing up towards but near the end of it. Mia Sara was doing a pretty reasonable job as Harley. And
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, she was fine.
2: And they had Mark Hamill on the hook to
0: do Joker. Well yeah, he he did the voice at least the one time in the pilot. Yeah. When uh the reenactment of Killing Joke right. shooting of Barbara Gordon happened.
2: Yeah. And they they were going with the Earth Two continuity where Batman was Huntress's dad, that version of things. Where
0: Yeah, I know you've found a few of these episodes, and I haven't watched any of them since they originally aired, so...
2: So, yeah, it was... You'd remember better than I would. She was Helena Wayne, as opposed to um, Mob Princess. Sorry, there's something out there that appears to be a very large bird of prey actually (laughs) sitting (laughs) on a roof. How auspicious.
0: (laughs) Is it a vulture? I can't tell. If it's a vulture in Boston, I think we've hit peak oil and I want you to go hide the asses to our chaps.
2: No, it's it's some sort of hawk-like critter. <laughs> it's large. It's kind of creepy.
0: <laughs> get away from her, you bitch! Yeah, get out of here.
2: <laughs> but anyway, getting, anyway. <laughs> getting back into this, Um, I, 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 there was possibilities. It, um, The actress who played... Um, Barbara Gordon, uh, whose name is escaping me right now, which irritates me. It
0: was, it was, what's her name? Who played, uh, Dizzy in, uh, Starship Troopers. And all I can think of is Mia Sarah. And that was, uh, that was Harley.
2: Yeah, but she was, (laughs) (laughs) she was really great. And and I think wasted because the thing went away. She made an excellent Oracle,
0: um, I remember liking her. Like I said, I've not watched any of these. This is probably 2004, maybe 2003.
2: Yeah. Because
0: I was still at the radio station. Yes. So so yeah, it would have been right around then. So it's been a long time since I've seen any of them.
2: Yes. So anyway, with these cautionary tales of, of superhero genre television past, <laughs> we entered into watching Arrow and it grew on us and apparently grew on on the critics and the people who decide programming choices, so they actually let it live long enough that it could get its footing and get good.
0: Yeah, because on paper, to start with, part of the reason I think I half wrote it off, you know, I gave it a season pass on the TiVo, because, all right, it's superheroes on TV, I'll give it a try. It's the same reason uh, somehow I'm still watching Gotham. Yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, another, you know, male model main character out of, who uh, I'd never seen act in anything surrounded by other beautiful people all the way around them. Right. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, they're gonna... They're How gonna, bad s- could it be? They're gonna Smallville up Green Arrow and they would do it for Batman if somebody would let Batman on TV. Yeah. So this is a secondhand Batman Smallville. So it's thirdhand. Yeah, okay, this is not gonna be great, but what the hell. It's And it wound up, turning pretty good. Yeah. All evidence to the contrary to start with. Right. You know, and it improved a lot particularly in the second season. I mean, if if you're going to have Arrow fight somebody, you can do worse than like deadshot and deathstroke.
2: Uh, that was just it. I think part of where Arrow began to really make bank was coming up with villains who weren't just, you know, monster of the week for ollie to fight they they got fleshed out they got backstories in some cases it was complicated because they began life as allies to ollie so (laughs) yeah there there was a likability to the characters yeah and they weren't just you know oh here's the douche of the week (laughs) i don't think i can write that down (laughs) which we got for
0: the first three seasons smallville (laughs) yeah
2: Oh well, yeah, but Smallville much much like the first season of of X-Files suffered a lot from monster of the week with the various sure kryptonite enhanced monsters. Yeah. <laughs> but once once they figured out a formula that worked for Arrow, they were able to parlay that into fast tracking Flash, which I know you and I were kind of apprehensive about because yeah, how how can we know they're hiring this guy from Glee? What what the hell? Like...
0: Was he from Glee? Yeah. Uh, Jesus, I didn't know that. Thank God I didn't know that. <laughs> that really saved it for me. Son of a bitch.
2: Uh, they hired this guy from Glee, and <laughs> and and not even like you know like a, a known quantity from Glee. Somebody from like one of the latter seasons, apparently. <laughs> oh
0: God, not new Glee. I know, I know. <laughs> new Glee makes old Glee look like. What do I, don't, glee. I don't I don't care for Glee. <laughs> I just don't care for it.
2: And and neither does that bird of prey across the lake. He's he's flown off.
0: Okay. <laughs> but and also we were alive for the nineteen ninety version of Glee, Cop Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cop Rock. We were there for it. Sometimes it feels like my own personal Vietnam. <laughs> But, but, but no—the '90s flash and God knows everybody tried. But it was hamstrung by you can only do certain special effects, and you know the running was okay. We'll just show them running in place or on a treadmill, and we'll blur stock footage behind them. They tried like hell. You now I've got a soft spot for a certain amount of it, but you know it was not something to stay home for. Right. I was in college. It, it aired on Fridays or Saturdays. There was beer elsewhere, and it was not in front of the TV watching. Flash. So, so yeah, there was a certain amount of apprehension toward it, but in its own way, it's not. It it almost seems like a departure because Arrow. They were very clearly trying to ape, at least Christopher Nolan visuals. Yes, you know we're taking the idea of vigilanteism seriously, and this is a tortured character trying hard to find his identity, with the added bonus of it's not just. This is my mission, and this is me at home. But this is me at home after five years elsewhere. You know, it, it, not just elsewhere. You know, training like Batman, yeah. but in this horrible situation where I thought I was never going to escape, which they've since fleshed out. No, it wasn't five years on an island. It's <laughs> it was five years in various places with brothels and bombs and Suicide Squad. And... But it, it shouldn't have been surprising that Flash would be next because Jeff Johns is. Chief Creative Officer of DC, and part of his duties are bringing stuff to TV and movies. Yes, and he loves the Flash. Yeah, I mean, he was a year or two at that point off of Green Lantern bombing in the theaters. So, and this was at the point we started hearing rumors, and they were legitimate rumors. They claim came from Bleeding Cool, so God only knows. You know, consider the source, but you know the the rumors that Diane Nelson was starting to say, you know, we're paying you executive money. You can't write as many books. You need to start doing your executive shit and get stuff on TV. So, uh, yeah, of course he was going to do The Flash.
2: Right. And uh, it turned out to have been handled quite quite well. Uh, They debuted him in Arrow just enough.
0: Yeah, the the Barry Allen character without... Because if I've read it right, originally it was supposed to be a soft pilot. He was going to have the accident and become Flash in Arrow. And they decided not to. We'll just introduce the character. Yeah. We'll do it a couple of times, and then we'll just do the, the pilot.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the accident happens, I believe, in the second episode at the end of the episode, because then that leads into the pilot.
0: So I don't remember that.
2: It's okay. We drink.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I don't remember it.
2: I, I, I seem to recall it happening, but again, I drink, so... Oh. <laughs>
0: But either way, that series was kind of a turning point. I mean, that's where we started to get the continuity. Because, number one, again, Arrow tried to take the idea of Green Arrow seriously and, you know, real urban vigilante, didn't have a mask the first season, yeah. was not a superhero. He was a fucking killer in the first season. Oh, yeah. And that series sort of moved a bit into the comic book direction with the code against killing and. I think it was about halfway through season two. After meeting Barry, he put the mask on. Right. Whereas The Flash was, We're a comic book kids. Here's the costume. Yeah. And here's the code name. And here's the bad guys with superpowers and supervillain names. And but it also it gave him it gave him this excuse me, it gave him the same mechanism to have a monster of the week in the particle accelerator. Right. It was the full-on Smallville kryptonite. Not MacGuffin, but, you know, here's the magic bullet where we can have just bad guys show up. But Flash was smart about it, and somebody just said, you know, we could also have superheroes show up. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the real mechanism for, okay, here's the first actual superhero, and let's throw a few more in there, and now we've got this place where we can cross-pollinate between the two shows, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I think... On on Flash, it was great because they did have a couple of, of Villain of the Week things up front to get the ball rolling. And here's who's been affected by the particle accelerator this week. But yeah. there was the real sense of menace because we knew that, that Wells was bad. Even, even though he would do awesome paternal things and push Barry and teach him, we knew he was bad. And he got to subtly grow and develop and flesh out that character
0: over months. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know he was bad to start with. We knew I was pretty sure he was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're much smarter than I am. But we knew there was more to him than meets the eye. Standing up out of your wheelchair and looking at a headline from the future. We'll do that. Yeah. Admittedly. But yeah, it, <laughs> I think about... Who was introduced in the show? So it's The Flash. Captain Cold not only was introduced, but he's being turned into a hero.
2: Okay, can I just say Wentworth Miller is the luckiest motherfucker to to be working as a genre actor in a franchise since the guy who got Spike. Is it James Marsters? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Seriously, to show up in something that is like, I'm the villain this week. My name's what? Leonard (laughs) Snart, you say? He is just... What's the money like?
0: <laughs> is it better than the nothing I'm making right now? I'll be right there. He is just clearly having such a good time chewing the scenery while being deadpan. Yeah. And just, okay, fine. You want a cold pun? I'll give you one. Then none of them are going to be worse than Arnold Schwarzenegger's and Batman and Robin, so... Yeah.
2: Hey, not eating cat food this week.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, it's he is just fun to watch on that it's not the way i pictured captain cold in my head but it it, it's a fun but it
2: works and and he's just gotten so much more traction with it to the point where yeah who would have predicted that he gets spun off in this franchise
0: (laughs) you know what Uh, jeff johns because johns has spent the last eh, eight months a year Finding a way to get Captain Cold onto the fucking Justice League in the comics, really, oh yeah,
2: that's true. I do remember that,
0: <laughs> yeah, but we've also got what else is this firestorm we've we've got at least the raw material for vibe
2: yeah i I don't recall seeing Cisco in the trailer though,
0: well, he's gonna stay with the flash,
2: okay. I thought you meant spinning. I thought they were spinning him off
0: is what you're saying. No, No, I'm just, I'm talking about the flash and and with all these Jeff Johns, uh, the only way the show could smell more like Jeff Johns is, is if it poured (laughs) cereal milk on itself.
2: (laughs) Just walk in. Somebody's eating fruity pebbles. Yeah. Lucky charms.
0: So, so yeah, having flash just embrace that. It's a superhero story and it certainly has its dark elements. But in general it's much more fun and up. Yes. And to have have it be a built in crucible for here's a way to introduce more heroes, and now we've got this spin off, and it's groundwork to build things even more and add more heroes. Cause I mean, they're gonna be traveling through time with Rip Hunter. If we don't see Brute Booster Gold. I'm gonna eat a bug.
2: Okay, so should we take this moment to talk about so the premise of Legends
0: of Tomorrow is? Uh, yes, the the trailer is available online as of earlier today. It had three million hits. You've probably seen it. If not, I'll at least link to it in the show notes. I'll I'll embed it if I remember to on the the show notes on CrisisOnInfiniteMidLives.com. dot com. But yeah, the the premise is. Rip Hunter has apparently come back from the past and... Or the future. Or the future, rather, and needs a variety of superheroes <laughs> and supervillains to fight Vandal Savage. So I, I remembered at the last minute before we did the show that, oh shit, there's audio I can pull from some of these things. So I got one or two things, none of them are particularly long, but so here's sort of the, the rundown of, of what the team is, is going to look like from... From the uh, the mouth of Dr. Martin Stein. A girl with wings and a past lives complex. A deceased assassin. A pair of criminals. And a billionaire with more tech than he clearly knows what to do with. I know exactly what to do with it. Most of the time. And I'm half a hero. And my other half is combustible. So, in a nutshell, that's... The past life woman with the wings and past life complex—that's Hot Girl.
2: Girl. Yeah, there was yeah.
0: Captain Cold. <laughs> but before we go into that, let me just say the, the the main thing I took from this that I'm like, oh, thank God, thank God, they finally showed the Atom shrinking. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the the free trailer that you can see <laughs> on the internet, and you might see in our own show notes. But all season long in the Flash, it, I like. Brandon Routh? Ruth. Ruth, I think. Is it Ruth? Is it Routh? What kind of parents would name their kid that? <laughs> I like his performance. He's got the kind of goofy enthusiasm that, you know, a, a benign mad scientist might have. Yes. And he's clearly having fun playing it, or at least he's having fun cashing the check from it. Either way, it comes across. <laughs> I, I'm i not petty. Whatever it takes. Whatever. <laughs> but all season long, he's been a poor man's Iron Man. Yeah. And there are worse things in the world that you can ape, but it still has felt like this is just a knockoff. Now, on one hand, it makes a certain amount of sense from a pure nut-cutting focus group marketing viewpoint to hold off on showing the shrinking powers until closer to Marvel's Ant-Man. Yes. But on the other hand, to Joe Blow from Falmouth, now he looks like a shitty knockoff of two Marvel characters, even though Adam's been around I don't know if Adam's been around. I don't know if the Silver Age Adam has been around longer than Ant Man. Probably. That's a good question. Probably. Because DC Silver Age stuff started two, three, four years before Marvel's did.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, anybody who was sort of familiar with Ray Palmer and his skill set knew that something new was on the horizon. And hopefully we'd start to see the shrinking power because at the end of Arrow he is tinkering with his suit and there's a giant explosion on the top floor floor of Palmer industries.
0: Yeah. And the thing that he said before that was, okay, I'm testing this miniaturization of certain elements of yeah. the suit. But even that feels like it comes out of left field because I don't think he's mentioned the word shrink miniaturize, no, or anything but else. The, all season.
2: The, the crooks of what helped save um, the city was his nanotech. Cause it's, it's, was the delivery device
0: for the vaccine? Nanotech is such a science fiction magic bullet. It is now, been, <laughs> not even now for the last twenty years. But nano means little, so okay, that's enough of a tie-in to yeah to make him the Atom, I guess. All right, yeah, I can see it. It's just the timing. Thank God they're finally doing it. The timing just feels like, ugh, you're just you're going to hook into two Marvel things. You've got a good thing going here on your own. Just make him the Atom for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm just happy that dude found a gig that stuck, man. Yeah, that poor son of a bitch was super. He was fucking Superman.
2: It wasn't his fault. It was a really <laughs> shitty script.
0: It was, but then after that he did Dylan Dog. I didn't even which know which was that. good. It it was it was fun, but I didn't even know that was a comic book until it's an later on. Comic book. Yeah, and it was in Scott Pilgrim that punted. <laughs> this son of a bitch either loves comics or they've been hung around his neck like a goddamn millstone. <laughs> Until last year, every time he heard the name Dean Kane, he probably got the pee shivers. <laughs> this you know, is
2: my albatross. You
0: know, yeah, like somebody walked over his grave and pissed on it. <laughs>
2: Jesus.
0: All right, so I just wanted to get the Adam piece out of the way. Okay. So, so yes, that that rundown starts with Hot Girl. Yes. Number one, smart because that's a character that is really beloved by a lot of people because of Bruce Timms. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yes. Now, on the other hand, from a purely practical standpoint, and and we've seen five seconds of her in a trailer, (laughs) but I'm trying to think practically, in order to make that effect work, you either need to count on TV-budgeted CGI to make the wings work or TV-budgeted practical effects Right. And having wings...
2: Or a combination of
0: the two. Yeah, it's potentially... I, mean, I think it would have to be a combination of the two. Unless they want to load the actress into a slingshot and fire <laughs> through the air. But so it, it stands a chance of looking a little wonky.
2: We won't know until we see it in action.
0: Yeah, because... They were re-
2: able to pull off believable, miniaturized Ray Palmer.
0: That's true. And, yeah, look all we know at this point is five seconds of footage
2: yeah but i mean my my takeaway going through this was they they started with you know and here's hot girl and here's this next one and they just kept layering and layering and layering these these characters like wow this is quite an ensemble oh and they get this one and they get (laughs) this vandal savage you say rip taylor (laughs) (laughs) taylor no no, not Rip Taylor Rip Taylor is very different that just came out I don't know where that came from do you have some confetti um
0: Christ I hope not Rip Taylor
2: Rip Hunter yes
0: thank you but the the next one did
2: I mention at the beginning of the show I'm a little sleep deprived
0: Uh, yeah and there's a lot of pollen in the air so my throat's closing up so awesome (laughs) maybe we'll maybe we'll actually try and do a shorter than usual show today before we fall apart but not right this second. So the next one was the the reincarnated assassin, the White Canary,
2: which suggests potentially that if Jeff Johns has his finger in it all, you know, some kind of.
0: <laughs> well, we saw her come out of the Lazarus. That's pit. true. Yeah, you know, it's it's Sarah Lance, and it's on one hand, I, I didn't miss her all that much after she got killed at the beginning of season three.
2: She had grown on me. I, I still like her better than the character who plays her sister.
0: Well, it, it was a bummer early, but at least at least her getting killed gave Laurel something, something to, to, to do. do. Yeah. You know, besides make drinking look bad for <laughs> all of us proudly functioning alcoholics.
2: Stick with the pill addiction. Go with what you know. <laughs>
0: It seemed kind of weird. To, all right, we'll go with White Canary. But So I did some Googling. It turns out there's actually a White Canary in D.C. Really? It's a, I have not read a ton of Birds of Prey, but it was a pure-on martial arts villain from about 10, 12, 15 issues of Birds of Prey before the new 52.
2: Was it so, a, a Gail Simone creation?
0: Uh, I think so. I wouldn't bet my life on that. Again, I, I had I didn't read the issues. Okay. But at least the name is not completely out of left field, which is what it felt like to me when I first saw. It. Okay, white well, canary.
2: My my immediate thought was, is this some sort of thing like when they were doing Brightest Day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Jesus, please don't bring Brightest Day into this <laughs> that way. But it, and it's also good to have another woman on the team, right? I agree. You kind of <laughs> you kind of have to
2: have a couple balance it out a bit.
0: No. In a perfect world, it would be balanced. It's sort of the nature of DC's teams and just sort of the nature of who was introduced in this. Unless you want to yank Speedy out of Arrow and immediately drop her into Legends of Tomorrow, you're, there just aren't enough female heroes that have been introduced. Well, I think Unless you get, uh, uh, God, what's her, Devin Aoki, who played oh, uh, Katana. Katana. Get her under a contract real quick. Uh, then you could sort of even it out.
2: The nature of this show means you are going to be traveling in time. And that gives you all the opportunity to run into a variety of characters, male and female, that oh, can definitely. flesh out a cast in any given week And Lake Wentworth-Miller if somebody takes hold.
0: <laughs> and it, it'll definitely happen. Like I said, I can't imagine not seeing Booster Gold. Uh, somebody did a frame by frame advance of the trailer, which I'm sure as fuck not going to do, but found a picture of the Golden Age, Jay Garrick Flash, his helmet. Okay. So now you've opened up the Justice Society. Potentially.
2: Potentially, yeah. So once
0: you've got the Justice Society, uh, it gets dicey, because looking back you're not going to get Wonder Woman, even the Hippolyta Wonder Woman you're probably not going to get.
2: But You could get Star Spangled Kid.
0: You could, but that was a dude in the Justice Society. But if you could get Star Spangled Kid and get the Cosmic Rod, now you're talking Star Girl potentially. Right. And again, Jeff Johns partially producing this. I wouldn't rule that out in well, any way. Well,
2: seeing Hawk Girl and, and seeing that they're going with the version of her where she's got multiple lives potentially, reincarnated lives yeah. and, and temperament issues means that they're probably gonna tap into her as she was in uh, Justice Society. Very possibly. In around like the early two thousands.
0: <laughs> yeah, but also looking back, you've already got a you've got white canary and a black canarian era, so that's out. You've got a flash, so that well Justice Society was Johnny Quick, not Jesse Quick. I'm trying to think what other women directly from Justice Society. could bring girl, in Power um, Girl. I guess
2: you could do Power Girl. You could tap into that new character that was in the Birds of Prey run in New Fifty Two. Eve, Eve. Um, code name was Starling. I think
0: uh, that's a little hazy to me. The uh,
2: tattooed sleeve seemed mostly to be a fighter.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I tuned out of that relatively quickly. <laughs> I like Dwayne Swierzynski, but it just it didn't hook it's me. It's okay. In.
2: Um, you you could bring in a Talon.
0: <laughs> you could, or time travel goes in a lot of directions. Now you've got the whole Legion of Superheroes open to you.
2: That's true. Also,
0: so and watch him instead. Put fucking Bouncing Boy on it. God damn it!
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could. Uh, this would be a good opportunity to mm-hmm. cross paths with Big Barda and Mister Miracle.
0: I, that'd be all right. <laughs> oh, um,
2: I mean they're they're gonna do Hawk and Dove in that Titans show, but um, you could run into
0: Fire and Ice. Yeah, that's true. So th- there's a lot of options there. So all right, let's talk about Rip Hunter for a second. <laughs> so number one, he, he gets the best line in the entire trailer. So I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you know, not. In the future, none of you. Uh... Heroes, us. You're legends. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, of course they got Arthur Darvill to play fucking Rip Hunter Time Master.
2: The, yeah, that's... Thank God they didn't put him in a bow tie or a fez. That was a little <laughs> too on the nose.
0: They probably... Backed the money truck up to David Tennant's house, (laughs) and they're just ringing the doorbell until the neighbor stuck his head out, going, "No, he's playing Purple Man over over at Jessica Jones for Marvel." It's like, shit, what's Rory doing? (laughs) So yeah, Rip Hunter—that has to mean Booster Gold.
2: God, please
0: let it be Booster Gold. And yeah, it's the time element. If you can get Booster Gold in, you brought it up. Earlier, And the more I'm thinking about it, what the hell, we got a winged person and how hard can it be? Yeah, animate up the bug. Get Blue Beetle in there, for Christ's sake. Be so great.
2: I feel like since those characters were never really allowed to get proper closure when when, um, the New 52 started.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean... Even before that, although they had a few issues together in the Booster Gold comic, but yeah, the, the countdown to Infinite Crisis where Ted just took a bullet from Maxwell yeah. Lord. Uh, someday I will, <laughs> someday I'll get enough booze into Dan DiDio, you know, or you know, pictures of his wife <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, what, what is the mad on for Justice League International? Somebody fucking explain it to me.
2: Yeah. And, it, it, you know, what they can explain it, whatever the explanation is, it will not
0: be sufficient. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bring Jaime Reyes in. Yeah. They did that whole test footage thing. What is it? Five, six years ago at this point for a Blue Which Beetle Which was pretty TV effectively show. done. Yeah. So have already shown you can do it? What the fuck?
2: But where I was going with that is they they didn't get proper closure because Ted took the bullet <laughs> somewhat ignominiously. <laughs> yeah let them have some time together on tv just just give them
0: that (laughs) yeah and i don't know who you cast for both of them but do some stunt casting you got wentworth miller and the other dude from prison break yeah (laughs) (laughs) do some stunt casting some i don't know dan Aykroyd and chevy chase they're not doing shit (laughs) (laughs)
2: i'll have to think on that yeah because you need you need the right to that already have some sort of established history just for shits and giggles yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I right. don't know who that would be yeah off so. the top of my head because I haven't really thought about it
0: all right so that was that was not the only trailer that debuted this week there was also Supergirl yes now Supergirl is produced by Greg berlanti uh, who's the guy who does arrow and flash but it's on CBS uh, not the CW. Now, I've read somewhere that CBS owns the CW. And I've also read somewhere, and I'm not sure if this is true, that Berlanti has written into his contract for Supergirl that he has the right to have Supergirl cross into Arrow and the other shows. Okay. I don't think he can really do that. But before I get too far into it, let's... He could, in theory. I don't know what kind
2: of rights... um... The bells has to munch, but
0: <laughs> uh that'd be none.
2: Well the, but he he's shown up in like
0: everything. He has, but there's plot as and... munch. I know. Who <laughs> the X Files? Munch isn't fucking Superman. He should be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a broken hip. <laughs> Oh, God, my eyes are starting to swell shut from the pollen. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Let's plug ahead. Um, For plot reasons, I don't think it can happen. But let's talk about that in a minute. First, let's talk about the actual trailer itself. Tonally, it looks a hell of a lot closer to Flash than, than Arrow. There's really no darkness there. Right. It basically looks like this character who decided to use her power to become a hero and is really just trying to have fun doing it. There are some setbacks there, but it looks far more fun than dark. Yes. You know, this is not Girl of Steel. This is
2: No, it, it, somebody online compared it at least visually and tonally to Lois and Clark and I get that. It there's no grim gritty dark about this
0: yeah i've got one clip of some of the funnier shit from from the middle so let me run that
2: oh, where's my cape Capes are lame you tell your cousin i said so actually never never do that
0: <clears throat> so to be a superhero you need a crime
2: there's a car chase on the 112 freeway
0: i could do a car chase Cape aids with aerodynamics i should have thought of that west national city banks suspects are armed and dangerous you uh you sure you're bulletproof hope
1: so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> me too god damn it <laughs> Not you, Supergirl. The bullets start flying. I'm saving me. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the one thing that was built in that looked kind of dark was it, it seemed like, even, even this I'm of two minds about. It seemed like they were trying to build more of a glass ceiling kind of thing in in the sense that Flash was able to integrate himself with the Central City cops relatively quickly. Yeah. While the Department of Extranormal, it was the DEO, I wrote that down. It uh, seems a whole lot more douchey about the whole thing, and we don't want your help. Well,
2: even in the comic books, the DEO is a lot more douchey about everything.
0: Yeah, but then again, it it took Flash a little while to get anybody other than Joe to trust him, right? So it's not totally outside the realm of possibility that that'll follow a a similar, relatively quick track. But then again, Flash isn't Superman's fucking cousin. <laughs> you think Superman would get you a little slack? You'd think. <laughs> so, I mean, any specific things from the trailer that, that you want to talk about?
2: I just thought it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, there were people online bitching that it was too girly, but I didn't take that from it. I, it there's there's definitely a, a, a lot of things in there that they're trying to do to pull in females. Uh, if I were 14 or 15 years old, I would have been all over this this would have been destination television for me weekly sure and and i'm 40 something and i'd be like all right i i I'll, i will give this a day in court it looks like it will be escapist well sure <laughs> and and fun and silly in that the vein that like i zombie is working for me right now right you now fluffy with superpowers girl in the big city and and ally mcbeal's on there so i can i can Get back into my hate on for her every week, and wonder w- why Han Solo was fucking her. And <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: they say the eyesight's the first thing to go.
2: But it, you know, I, it looks like fun. The, the guy that they've got playing Jimmy Olsen that is that is a Jimmy Olsen with the most fucking gravitas I've ever seen.
0: Oh yeah, That's, in my life. It, he looks like the kind of guy if you put him in a bow tie, he'll. <laughs> The only way you'd see him in a bow tie is leading a nation of Islam meeting. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> but uh, from the it's too girly standpoint, I can I can kind of get what you're saying about that. Most of where I get what people are saying about that is from from the music, yeah. which is fucking horrible. <laughs> I mean, it, here's like the main you know uplifting theme song. It's one of the- this is my.
1: Life. Travel 2,000 light years just to be an assistant. People of this city will
0: die. You know what? If that's the music, let me go. That's fine. Just let the meteor hit. I'm willing to leave if I don't have to hear that. That is awful music.
2: They should have just gotten the Facts of Life theme. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. Take the good.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's it's not. This is my life. Oh, it's, what is it? This is my fight.
2: Oh, my fight.
0: Yeah, it, it's oh. like it's like somebody held Katy Perry to the thumbscrews and said, do another lion roar thing. <laughs> lion roar. Just, thing. <laughs> just knock off that fucking song that was on everybody's lips last summer that, that makes people feel uplifted and
2: I guess I, I guess at least they didn't get call me maybe. You shut your
0: <laughs> hole. That's a terrible <laughs> thing. Why would you why would you do that to me? God damn it.
2: This is crazy. I got super Stop it. Stop it. Call me maybe. <laughs> I,
0: I, will, I will take this nuclear. <laughs> you think I won't? <laughs> Please don't sugar man me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to have like a safe word for sugar man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> safe word for sugar man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch a That's what he word. says when he gets out of bed From Callista Flockhart Oh god
0: No he says this It
1: was wrong and you knew it
0: <laughs> <laughs> But what a, To get back to more serious I can see why people are saying Oh that's too girly And yeah I can't relate Too much to the whole Devil Wears Product kind of vibe that is Going on but you know what? I can relate to having an irrational douchebag boss. Oh yeah. You know, I, I can, think we all can. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to arguing with my sibling. You know, I can relate to aspiring to be more than everybody thinks that you are. Right. So yes, it's clearly a female centric show, but there's nothing here to put me off of it.
2: Yeah, I mean they haven't done something like introduce a unisex bathroom yet or a dancing baby. Guys, guys, just chill out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. All they've done is the music, which is terrible. <laughs> this is my price. Call Awful. me maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it looks like fun. It will, it will be on our season pass. Yes. This, this fall. Is that this fall? Because I know Legends of Tomorrow isn't until 2016, 2016. sometime.
2: Um, off the top of my head, I'm not sure.
0: All right. Let's assume if they got five minutes of footage that's special effected up in yeah. order to put into a trailer, let's assume it's probably going to be September. Now, whether they can tie this into the DCCW, the DCW universe, <laughs> that's what I'm calling it from now on, the, the DCW-, DCW universe. It, that sounds
2: like some sort of like farm league wrestling league.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the MCU sounds like some form of suppository, so <laughs> I'm sticking with DCW, goddammit. Okay. So, whether we can tie it into the DCW universe, I don't think they can do it, because- in this trailer, Supergirl flat out says she is Superman's cousin. This is in the same universe as Superman. And somewhere in one of the other shows, they would have mentioned if there were superpowered beings before the Flash. Actually, I think Berlanti has said that he's just not allowed to touch Batman or Superman. Like, there's cities he can't go to, there's characters... Like, he can't be in Gotham or metropolis Mm. and Superman can't be there and Batman can't be there. So I I think it's just flat out off limits.
2: I I guess we'll just have to see how it plays out. Honestly, I, I, I feel as though maybe they had to address it because it's sort of the elephant in the room, unless they're on some alternate earth.
0: Well, I, I mean, that's the other thing. What? We we talked about this a little bit before the show. Why are they even bothering to make her Superman's cousin? This is DC. This is the origin, for all intents and purposes, of the multiverse. Let's just assume all these DCW characters...
2: <laughs> Douche County Wrestling.
0: <laughs> it rolls off... <laughs> fuck you, it rolls off the tongue once you get used to it, and I'm sticking with it. And hey, Berlanti, you start using it, I own it, and all the subsidiary rights. But... Uh, Yeah, just assume the DCW is its own universe and there's no Superman. For Christ's sake, there's no Batman. What's the big deal? Make Kara the last survivor of the planet Krypton. Just fucking own it.
2: Maybe, maybe there is hope somewhere down the line that there will be involvement or reference to a, a Superman or a Batman character, so they didn't want to write that out completely as a possibility?
0: Oh, for God's sake, we... <laughs> It's been 16. So we had an 11 season Superman show that didn't have fucking Superman on it.
2: We have a, a Batman show that doesn't really have Batman on it right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I just, I don't know, just bite the bullet. These are our limitations. So this is our DC universe.
2: There, there's got to be a larger plan that involves Superman to some degree because they've got Jimmy Olsen out of all the characters.
0: <laughs> I suppose if they want to. Marvel agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the show up and say this is what Supergirl's doing while Man of Steel's going on. I can't see how they could do that. The vibe of at least the trailer in no way supports and then Superman busted a guy's neck after Metropolis was destroyed. Yeah, I, I don't know. I And I think there's a place for dark superhero stories. That's why I'll defend Man of Steel up to a point. The one thing I really liked about this trailer while I'm thinking of it is the reclaiming of no, this crest is not the letter S. It's the coat of arms of the House of L. Yes. Not the Kryptonian symbol for fucking hope. It's <laughs> so S is the symbol of the House of L. That's the coat of getting. arms. The coat of arms of the House of Rob is F U.
2: <laughs> is your why why is your shirt telling me to fuck myself?
0: <laughs> oh no, it's a it's a coat of arms. It's a coat of arms, speaking of which, and then I bash in the head with a stick. <laughs> But I, I can't see why they can't just own it. They're never gonna get Superman on there. Not while they're trying to do a DC cinematic universe. They're just—they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna jeopardize those characters. I—I I don't know.
2: I—I I figure there has to it's, be a reason why they're referencing the character. Otherwise, yeah, leave it alone.
0: Because it's a bigger elephant in the room to talk about him and never show him. It's like like the Homer Simpson thing. whenever Superman's not around, everyone should be asking, "Where's Superman?" It just—it makes it a. Makes it a bigger deal than it has to be. Maybe he's walking across the country. <laughs> <laughs> no, Superman would be here, but <laughs> he's looking—he's looking for a McDonald's that'll let you take a dump <laughs> without buying a small coke. I mean, it it has got to be there just the all i could figure is they're afraid to do it they're afraid that oh it's the elephant of the room supergirl can't just exist on her own and i can't understand that now, i'm the mo- not the most enlightened guy in the world but i'm ready for a show where there's a supergirl and there's no superman i'd rather have that than hey there's jimmy olsen <laughs> every time he shows superman's up it's pal. Like, yeah superman's pal it's, <laughs> they're, they're pooching it up
2: <laughs>
0: where's poochie <Pucci? laughs>
2: Oh well, well, now they're pooching it up. If we get some sort of unnecessary Guy Fieri uh,
0: oh, <laughs> cameo, <laughs> oh don't say that! God, you keep putting images in my head during this show. I can't take it. <laughs> All right, so one thing I wanted to talk about, yes, is uh, is the DCW universe as satisfying as the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
2: I think in some ways it is because it's come around. It feels like this has kind of happened organically, whereas Mm. there's a very clear and calculated, somebody sat down in a writer's room for all of, uh, once they realized they had something and put together a Marvel phase one, and a Marvel phase two, and a Marvel phase three, and and a calculated television
0: show, and. Oh, particularly after the Hulk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that definitely happened.
2: Whereas this has sort of happened with characters that have shown up in in a, over a span of shows that they realized were were strong and that they could continue to work with and build off of, rather than introduce from the outside
0: and say, "Here's the thing." Yeah, we've certainly gotten it faster because Iron Man was 2008, and it took him until 2012. To get the Avengers. Now, in in just the past season, there have been crossovers at various times between like seven or eight different superheroes. We had like at least four at a time in a single episode of either Flash or Arrow, and it took Marvel like four years to do that because I don't think there were any more than two at a time until Avengers. Because Iron yeah, Man two had right. Iron Man two had Black Widow, and Thor had at least a cameo from hawkeye but other than that it was all just individual stuff so it's happening a lot faster
2: yeah and, and it's happened in a way where seriously it's it's like you know and this is awful like it's like when you put a frog in cold water and then turn up <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't know what's happening until it's too late it's like all of a sudden oh now we're surrounded with with uh this quasi justice league
0: <laughs> your history's greatest monster <laughs>
2: They so, had to they had to break some eggs to get there. They had to they had to kill off baby Merlin, and they had to to kill off Ollie's mom.
0: And, yeah, but they got Lazarus pits now, so it's all fixed. Yeah, And everybody <laughs> can come back. So
2: whether you want them to or not.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't miss that version of Black Canary. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I wish she was dead, but I was okay with it.
2: Well, they brought her back, but she came back wrong. Her eyebrows are all fucked up.
0: <laughs> uh, that's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> First thing they... You came yeah. back wrong, tweez. <laughs> Hollywood's like peak oil. <laughs> you lose the asses <laughs> out of your chaps, and <laughs> half your eyebrows go right into the sink. Scope-wise, Marvel sort of has to take it, just because they got the budgets, because it's major yeah. motion pictures. But at the same time, Marvel's just... When you're talking story scope, Marvel's just beginning to get to cosmic-level stories and we're about to dive into t- fucking time travel, right? So it, it's Marvel might have it, but it's only by a hair when it comes to big comic book stories.
2: And and we get to see this stuff weekly. <laughs> oh, absolutely! These are Hours of of screen time for these characters to to build out their 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 backgrounds, uh, flesh out story arcs.
0: Yeah, and it's like individual comic books that they can do their own stuff for six or eight weeks at a time and then have a crossover that builds the overall story leading to a big finale. I mean, yeah, we've had 57, 58 hours of superhero story, like full on super powered vigilante combat. And at the same time, look at Marvel's agents of shield. Yup. Faces were kicked.
2: Yeah, this season on Agents of Shield, I've been watching it. I feel like I've I've gotten to know a lot more about Skye and her weird family. But I and I got to know a lot more about May. I'll I'll take that away. I I appreciate the the time they gave to flesh out Agent May. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know that much more about nor do I care particularly about other than Hunter uh, <laughs> any of the other characters. <laughs> On, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season.
0: Well, it's a, it's a big spy story that's just beginning to have people with superpowers, say, in the last eight, nine hours. And at least it's starting to move in that direction. Whereas all season long, yeah, we've had back and forth between the two shows. Now it's going to be three of them, maybe four, if I'm wrong about Supergirl, and they can fit it into the fold somehow. I and mean, when it comes to continuity... I think it's a wash between the two, because you can make complaints about either one. I mean, I mentioned the thing where Arrow showed up even though he was in custody on the other show. Yeah. But I also mentioned, you know, yeah, Winter Soldier, a year ago, oh, God, Hydra's got senators. And uh, now, handily, oh, we wiped out (laughs) the last Hydra base. Now it's Ultron.
2: (laughs) Shit, somebody sent out a memo.
0: Yeah, and it's... (laughs) Nobody got a memo. Agent Colson was like, no, we still have to fight other shield with uh with Lieutenant Castillo and Nathan Petrelli.
2: I I feel like because Arrow and Flash got to develop sets of characters at their own pace on their own separate shows, we were able to get much more richness of story, so when you did have crossovers, it was more meaningful and served to enhance the story rather than just be like, oh, product placement.
0: Well, yeah, and since they're both in the same, not just the same universe, but the same medium, and happening at the same pace, it, it felt like there was some communication between the two writers' rooms. Right. Obviously, it wasn't perfect. There were some mistakes, but i if you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all year long, and then went to see Avengers... It really feels like a memo was missed. It's like, oh wow, you guys have spent all year fighting the good fight as rogue agents, but the Avengers were just hitting the Hydra bases. We're all done now. <laughs> Hydra? No, that's we're finished. It felt like nobody was talking, and like they they mailed the final shooting script to the Agents of Shield mail room of a writer's room. Yeah, three weeks before. <laughs> It's like yeah. they
2: patted him on the head. Thanks for helping, kids.
0: Yeah, th- th- <laughs> thanks for keeping us in everybody's heart. Yeah, you know, you're you're the clapping that keeps Tinkerbell alive. But <laughs> we're Tinkerbell, motherfucker. <laughs> so, but when it comes, uh, when it comes to the, and this is weird for me to say, when it comes to the feeling of this is an epic and this is a loaded word because DC's using it, legendary story. Yes. I think DC really has the edge. Because if you think about the stories Marvel has been telling, yes, Marvel has Earth's mightiest heroes, but they're Earth's mightiest heroes right now. The entirety of Marvel's history is about 70 years. You know, the first Captain America, the the first Avenger, Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, give them about a 70-year history back to the beginning of World War I. Guardians of the Galaxy gives them, okay, there's some stuff out in space, too. But in general, mm. Marvel's cinematic universe really has been Earth-focused for just a relatively short amount of time. Whereas, at least from the pilot of The Flash, Berlanti and Johns have created a history that just flat out lasts hundreds of years. Yeah, there's the Thrawn is from the future. Yeah, that yeah, we see headlines from twenty years in the future. There's a crisis on Infinite Earths. And Legends of Tomorrow has it. <sighs> that one line, "Your Legends," it shows that DC these characters are legendary. It's one thing about the DC universe that you never really get with Marvel there's always a Superman it, it, it really started as far as I can tell when Legion of superheroes back in the 50s went back in time to meet Superboy because you know your exploits have inspired us for a thousand years DC heroes have the feeling of legend if they're done right I'm not sure most of them have been done right since about <laughs> September 2011 but that history is there and and they're really on the the, yeah, The DCW universe, I'm going to make that a thing if it takes me my entire fucking life. The DCW universe is trying very hard to tap into that, whereas Marvel has never had that.
2: No, I, I think you're right. There is there is something to be said about Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and the level of gravitas that there is about them as, as heroes. And and defines them as as legendary, that you don't necessarily get from a Captain America as great as he is, an Iron Man or a Spider Man. They're famous, they're well known, but it I don't think it's in the same level of of comic
0: book DNA in a way. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. It's
2: and I, and I I I almost feel bad saying that because they're outstanding, memorable characters that that are well beloved, but it's not the
0: same. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's never been the same. And part of it with DC has been the time travel element of starting with Legion of Superheroes, but through Grant Morrison's DC One Million, where there's a Justice Legion and there's. Still a Superman. There's still a Batman. These are archetypes. They're uh, legends.
2: Well, and I just thought about this now, actually. I I think where Marvel started to really make their bread and butter is in creating heroes that serve as allegory to everyday man. Peter Parker. You know, yeah. Oh, definitely. The mutants. Um Iron Man even oh I built this with tech.
0: <laughs> yeah. I could be this. Unquestionably, you're absolutely right.
2: Whereas there is something godlike in your Superman and your Wonder Woman, maybe not your Batman so much, but he he's his own thing.
0: <laughs> even Batman follows a tradition of Robin Hood and yeah. Lancelot of
2: He comes people. out of like the shadow and and that kind of
0: Oh, pulp pulp heroes certainly, but Yeah. The concept of a human who becomes more than human by his own will, right?
2: And in a different way than Iron Man.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. The Iron Man did you it. Know, I got tech. I he's he's like Adam, and, and yeah, most, no, I know how to use it mostly. Mostly. <laughs> so when it comes to scope, I mean, DC just almost automatically done right has to have that.
2: Yeah, there's no character in my opinion in the marvel universe that you can put up against batman as taking the self-made, you know, millions of dollars that you've thrown at this to become a hero aside that owns your psyche <laughs> that the way that a batman can
0: the only one i can really think of is captain america because captain america was meant to be the personification of an idea as long as there's an america i can see there being and and there have been multiple Captain Americas. Right, Captain America is bigger than Steve Rogers.
2: And and there have been multiple Batman. I guess I I I think I was.
0: Yeah, I, but the, but the other Batman have been there to prove a point <laughs> about Bruce
2: Wayne. <laughs> God, that's a good point. That's a, and we're about to. Uh, we are currently entering that arc.
0: <laughs> and it will go away. Hopefully, it'll be executed well. Yes, but. And yeah, like you said, when it comes to between the, the two of them, yeah, Marvel's doing it bigger visually and more ambitiously in that they're movies that are just barely tied together by this TV series or two they're putting together. DC just has the edge on the release schedule. You can, we're getting huge amounts of story in a much shorter time. Now, it's not perfect. It's not all all continuity porn, but it's generally pretty good.
2: Yeah, and I guess where potentially the uh, DC could fall down is they're not capitalizing on use of the tel- television the way that Marvel is trying to, since they're going out of their way to have a separate set of actors play certain characters on the big screen when they've already established with strong following those characters on their television properties.
0: Yeah, it's why you wouldn't have Stephen Amell on... I mean, just clearly, you hear interviews with a guy, he takes the fact that he is currently the guardian of Green Arrow so goddamn seriously.
2: Yeah, and, and he champions the other actors and properties. He's 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 like... He wants to protect all of it. When when Constantine was was finally canceled, he immediately came up with, "Wait, wait! I know how to save this. I know how we get him into 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 the the CW universe." And
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and it was a great story point. It was nobody knows how the Lazarus pits work. It seems to be mystical. Who do you talk to if you have a mystical question? Yeah, that's a perfect goddamn story to get John Constantine into an absolutely. Arrow. <laughs> yeah, why well, you wouldn't want that guy? And and they could still do it. Yeah, you know, just say uh, okay, fine. The DCW is this other thing, and uh, yeah, but it's a multiverse, dimensional rift, and that's how Green Arrow and the Flash meet.
2: Yeah. the Justice League in the movies. Maybe they're on Earth three. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it would be the first time Green Arrow would look at Superman and go, "Jesus Christ, lighten up!" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, you have failed this city. <laughs> So yeah, it's I'm in a weird spot. It's a spot that I wouldn't have thought I would have been in, even ten months ago, where I'm really, arguably, just as excited to see what the DCW does with these characters and this continuity as I am to see what happens with the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Particularly since the next thing coming out of the Marvel Universe is fucking Ant Man. I really, you're really gonna have to try hard to make me care. <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? Because I think we went longer than we originally thought on that nah, I'm good. subject. All right. So how are we doing on time?
2: Uh, We are at almost an hour and a half.
0: All right. We were originally going to, uh, the way last week, last week we talked about every single one of the Convergence previews. We knew we wouldn't have time to do that this week. We we're going to do three or four of them, I think just for the sake of keeping this under two and a half hours. Uh, why don't we just do, uh, do the one that at least I liked best? Sure. Uh, did you... Do you agree? Otherwise we can No, no,
2: no. Let's 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 do this. <laughs> okay.
0: And I did not write down the creative team, so if you can uh, pull that one out, we'll, we'll talk about and we talked about it at our uh, one of our C2E2 shows. He just so uh, the writer just showed so much enthusiasm about it. It's the of all things the upcoming Bizarro. Yes. Which if you had told me before
2: Writer is Heath Corson. Thank you. Artist as soon as is just said
0: it I remembered.
2: Gustavo Duarte. Pete- that,
0: that I would not have remembered. <laughs> what kind of parents would name their kid that?
2: Pete uh, Pantazes is, is the colorist.
0: I can't keep pressing this button. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, this is, this just looks like it's going to be the most fun, silly book. It It's, Bizarro is trying so hard to help.
0: Yeah, but he just, doesn't know how. Me, it- I'm hurting.
2: Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all that he wants, and his logic is just so skewed, but yeah. all he wants is to help. The the scene where he sees Superman and decides that's what he wants to do, so he stands in the mirror and tries to draw the S in paint, and that's how it comes out backwards. Yeah. He looks himself in the mirror so proudly and says, Me, I'm become a bat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. And just the the overall concept of it, it's Jimmy Olsen is talking to Superman and just sort of jokingly comes up with the idea of you know, it would be great to write a book about taking a road trip with Bizarro.
2: And take him to Bizarro America, i.e. Canada. Which is
0: Canada. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so to get Bizarro's attention, he falls off the roof of the Daily Planet. <laughs> Of course. And realizes about three-fourths of the way down that this might not be the best plan.
0: (laughs) Well, he's kind of the opposite of Lois Lane, so (laughs) why wouldn't the opposite of Superman rescue him?
2: But yeah, then then Bizarro gets him. Bizarro got you, suicidal bystander. You die to live another day.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, It's just a preview. Uh, The art's just perfect for it, a little bit cartoony, a little bit over the top.
2: It looks like it's going to be fun. If, if you're looking for an antidote to your grim, gritty dark.
0: Yep. <laughs> this will be your book. Yes, that it looked like a lot of fun. The other ones we were going to talk about, and we'll just mention them to say they were really good. The uh, Gotham by Midnight, which I believe is the same creative team it has been from the beginning. Yes. And really, it's just an issue six. It's not a brand new one, but just that series of pages with Batman saying, this is beyond me and can you step up and save the city? And that last panel of, okay, you're all under arrest.
2: And and the specter looms.
0: Yes. <laughs> as zombies surround these five or six cops.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was really cool. And uh, the other one, which looked interesting, uh, Dr. Fate. Yeah.
2: That looks like it's going to be an interesting take on Dr. Fate.
0: Yeah. Dr. Fate uh, in Brooklyn, a a Muslim immigrant who is studying to become a doctor and is just apparently offered the helm of fate. Must be
2: Paul Levitz is the writer. Sonny Liu is the artist and colorist.
0: Yeah, Dr. Fate's one of those characters, in, in the time I've been reading comic books, if they ever decide, and they seem to decide every five years or so, okay, we're going to go in a completely different direction with this character, it's Dr. Fate, because it's a built-in concept. Of, oh, yeah. You put the helmet on and you're taken over by Dr. Fate. It can't be anybody. Dr. Fate always acts the same. So how it affects your life is the story.
2: There's been babies that have been Dr. Fate, right? Like... Oh,
0: that's possible. I mean, there was a woman who was Dr. Fate uh, in the early 90s. So it's it's one of those built-in things that you can take this concept and see how it affects an individual. Yeah. So uh, there's some potential there. I like Paul Levitz's writing.
2: Yeah. Give it a day in
0: court. Yes, all of which is a hell of a lot faster than we were originally going to talk about them, but we do have a couple of actual comic books we want to talk about, or at least we feel we have to talk about.
2: Let's talk about them.
0: All right. Should we start with Secret Wars? Yes. We don't have to.
2: No, let's start with Secret Wars.
0: Okay. So, Secret Wars number two. Number one was last week. If you listen to last week's show, you know how we felt about that. Uh, Still written by Jonathan Hickman. Yep. Still art by Isad Ribic. Yep. Uh... (laughs) So, speaking of a world (laughs) that Uh, just seems odd and bizarre. (laughs) Oh, it in no way seems odd and bizarre. (laughs) I know exactly what this world is. Valar Marvelous. It's fucking Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones by way of the Marvel Universe.
2: Okay, no, it, that, that it, makes sense. It's a
0: song of Iceman and Firestar. Oh. I worked on that all day. Oh.
2: <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. You go to hell. <laughs> I'm trying, baby. <laughs> For those of you playing a lot at home, I was fetal as
0: I sing. Just... <laughs> I mean, see, am I wrong? It's, it, it's Game of Thrones, except I'd still rather live under Dr. Doom than fucking Joffrey.
2: <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs>
0: I mean, the Thors are the Kingsguard. Yep. The shield is the wall. Yep. Except it's keeping out symbiotes and Ultrons instead of White Walkers
2: and zombies. Uh, there's a bunch of zombies and zombies. Down
0: there. Yep. Okay, so they've even got White Walkers. Yep. Uh, Susan Richards is Cersei. She's betrothed to the king, but she's advancing her own agenda. Doctor Strange is Littlefinger, He's oh, sort God. of a treacherous bastard. He switched sides to stay close to power. Oh. you have got Valeria. <laughs> A child of royalty who's smaller than average and seemingly more clever than everyone. Oh, Jesus. We got a good English king put to death. Invocation of trial by combat. It's fucking Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah, now that you mention it.
0: I'm You're smarter than me. You're supposed to see these things faster than me. I As soon as I saw the shield and they said what it was, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> this is Westeros.
2: It may have occurred to me eventually... But what I'm finding is because Hickman is so big-idea-oriented rather than character-driven... Hey, Game of
0: Thrones is a big idea. Well,
2: let me finish. Because I I find that swimming through his stories lately is literally, I'm swimming. I'm just, I'll get through this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll take some time and, and
0: process it. It's a lot to get through. It's very dense. <laughs> it definitely is. That sometimes can be a good thing but this is this is a high concept I can't even say it's a high concept book because this is a completely different book than it was last week yeah, yeah although and-
2: at the end you you had um everybody that had had escaped from the ultimate universe
0: yeah and <laughs> it, it's <laughs> It's not going to stay Game of Thrones. I'm aware of that. But it's the problem is this is really... It's losing me quick. We we had a first issue where almost all of our heroes acted like self-indulgent cowards, saving themselves, let the universe fucking die so they could escape. This issue, they're cosplaying Westeros. <laughs> the marvel universe is larping goddammit excuse me i have to write something down <laughs> it's i like george r r martin as much as anyone but for this series to start the way it did and then give an issue that to me was just clearly a massive pastiche again you're smarter than i am and if even i could figure it out i'm pretty fucking stupid it's not the way to hook me into a story
2: well, I think maybe that suggests that like I was sort of reading it and just kind of already,
0: already tuned out. <laughs> it's, but see, the problem is, and I will follow this story, because this is what Marvel Comics has for me right now. This is all there is. It's all there's going to be for the next X number of months. I think the, I found solicitations up until July, and I think that gets us to issue five.
2: Oh, okay, good. Just in time for San Diego.
0: Yeah. So... So this is what Marvel has, and some version of the Marvel Universe is going to come out of it. And the reality is, and I'm trying to be optimistic, it is not too late for this to turn itself around and wow me. Because the example I keep trying to think of is David Max and Brian Michael Bendis's Daredevil End of Days. Yes. Which I did not like the first two or three issues. It was just, this is Okay but oh my God, Daredevil's out of the way. You're just doing a greatest hits parade of all his villains, and and it was just a gut punch of a final issue. I wound up being one of my favorites of 2013. This could turn itself around, but to start the way it is, it's just, it's losing me. It's
2: <laughs> Yeah. There's some pacing issues here, honestly, I think, too. Because they're these they're like these double issue things too. So it's not just twenty two pages. Unless it's it is twenty two pages and it just feels that much longer.
0: No, it's it's longer, but even for this particular issue, hey, if you're gonna ape George R. R. Martin, you gotta have a lot of pages.
2: Well, they could have shook
0: some more tits at me for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh they did have uh, Madeline Pryor uh showing the yeah. uh, uh, prodigious yeah. underboob prodigious underboob. yeah but except I'm 44 and have access to porn so it didn't even do anything for me. <laughs> but
2: yeah I mean, there were some shots of ladies in this where I kept I, I went I had to go back and go oh ribic I, I, I could have swore it Greg land it was just <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh Jesus the title of this God Emperor doom <laughs> thanks John I too have read Frank Herbert <laughs> well I don't see any sandworms yeah well, we'll next be chapter house doom <laughs> Doom Messiah that's uh, probably been done actually yeah this just it 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 just has not done anything for me and to go straight from your heroes are pussies who are abandoning you to die to oh good it's courtroom intrigue and trial by combat straight out of Game of Thrones
2: we made we made jokes about how you could drop law and order boop boop noises in (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah it's a in the criminal justice system, there are two equal and yet separate entities <laughs> the Thors who prosecute crimes and dr Strange, or the Thors who enforce like, shit I fucked it up, but I was so close to having something coherent.
2: These are their stories battle worlds <laughs>
0: law and order battle world
2: <laughs> the Thors who enforce justice and the Valerias who
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right. Anything else about this?
2: No, no. <laughs> can I can I just mention it again? Yay! Almost Justice League on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: sadly, convergence convergence working vastly better for me, considering yeah. that was never meant to be anything but a, a fill in, so that they could move their office. I mean, Jesus, the issue two of uh supergirl matrix oh my god that was so good this week which was awesome we should have talked about it except we're going to talk about something else but yeah where it winds up it, yeah it, it was an ambush bug book
2: let keith giffen write more things
0: it, particularly if those things are ambush bugs
2: especially a- if they're ambush bug but let him write more things
0: yeah oh that was it was so much fun it was
2: so satisfying at the end was oh just- absolutely
0: <laughs> I mean, when when Supergirl Matrix finally was reunited with Luther,
2: yeah, that was <laughs> she did what we've we've prayed that Superman would do to Luther, like
0: <laughs> exactly. It's uh, clearly Giffen said, "What I got this book, I can put ambush bug in it, and nobody cares about Supergirl Matrix, all right, so I can do anything I want." All right, <laughs> so much fun, and Secret Wars Two was so not much, not fun, <laughs> none more less fun. <laughs> It, 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 yeah.
2: Marvel, you don't talk about bizarro world. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, wait, you're taking all my heroes that I love and they do stuff and they're heroic and wait, now they're not. It's like bizarro versions of themselves. (laughs)
0: Yeah. There was one Marvel book where that was not the case and that's the second one that we are going to talk
2: about. This gives me hope. This book gives me hope. It's Al Ewing though and he, he was one of the, panelists on the marvel panels that impressed me when we went to, to uh, c2e2
0: oh yeah he, he definitely knew what secret wars meant well given i do know heading out to the airport uh you've got
1: two hours to get on the flight it's about an eight hour thing back to the uk i would probably just die
0: that's what secret wars is yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this is Captain America and the Mighty Avengers number eight, uh, the first of two last day's issues uh leading into secret wars, which we're somehow into comic books, folks, times <laughs> fucked um yes, written by Al Ewing, art by Luke Ross, so yes, this is back in the Marvel Universe before the final incursion. It starts off a few weeks ahead of time when Steve Rogers is telling that team what's coming and tells them they have to choose a side. They sort of keep their own counsel, working at street level to help people who are just terrified of what's coming, as one would be as the end of the world is coming. Yeah. Until we get to that final battle from Avengers between Steve Rogers' team and the Illuminati, and the mighty Avengers wind up confronting the Illuminati and uh find them wanting. What's well,
2: the conversation that You wonder why it hasn't happened at some point with Reed Richards and company before now.
0: Yeah, I didn't know I wanted this issue.
2: Well, like, this this conversation should have happened with the Illuminati probably about the time of
0: Planet Hulk. (laughs) Yeah, it at least should have happened around New Avengers. Yeah. (laughs) It's, God, I, I wanted to see what happens in there. This is the issue... Where characters in the Marvel Universe tell the characters that have been shepherded by Hickman what I've wanted to tell him for a while. This is not how superheroes act. Yes. And Ewing doesn't pull any punch. He cuts right through the bullshit. He calls the Illuminati what they are, which is a bunch of characters acting smart and autocratic while the world burns around them. Yeah. Now, that exchange between Blue Marvel and Reed Richards, where Reed says, "I've been very generous with my time. Ewing drew out the way these characters have really been acting the the Illuminati, just you know, oh, we're the only ones who can do this, we're the only ones who should do this, and you're bene-. he it's the way these characters have been acting for at least two years, and it it's been infuriating, and in some ways it's like, yeah, I needed somebody to explain." Explain why wrong.
2: Well, yeah, you know, T'Challa, you know, when, when confronted on this about like people wanting to have a say in things, oh, have you asked them? Excuse me, doctor, I have other matters to attend to. Yeah, that's why Storm divorced your ass,
0: dick. <laughs> yeah, the next thing you say to t- 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 to Black Panther, because I can't clearly say T'Challa, is You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better to do. But, but it's... sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I say. But then, and again, I'm coming off of having recently re- re-read New Wave to see Monica Rambeau. Yeah, next wave. I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> did I did I tell you about my love for Rip Taylor? <laughs> 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 Seriously, like there are characters in here, and this is what the Illuminati, I think, underestimates is there are characters in the Marvel Universe that are more powerful than they've really ever thought about. Yeah. And you underestimate them at your peril. Well, which is, again, why I think that somebody should have sat them down right about the time Hulk came back from outer space. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> somebody should have said your last idea was shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't have any more, if you don't mind. That idea you're having, stop doing that. But yeah, it's Monica, she... She's a second-rate character. That's why she was in Next Wave, because yeah. she was second-rate. But the way Ewing has sort of retconned this, what has since been retconned into an imaginary story. you know, Next Wave was supposed to be an alternate reality thing, but Ewing has really said, oh no, it actually happened, but there was brainwashing and... That Nobody believed it was true. You've
2: got her here all powered up, and this is coming off of they've gone up against the Beyond Corporation.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It, she faced down heroes that could bend the very nature of reality. It was for Bushman, but it was very serious <laughs> in Next wave It was. You know, and I, yes, of course, she's got to be the one to judge the Illuminati. And when she changes early in the issue, she changes into her... Old, traditional, just sort of black and white leotard costume. And specifically says, I did this so they'd underestimate me. And the minute she says, fine, fuck you, and flashes back to what she wore in Next Wave with the coat. Yeah. She was just...
2: Yes, the coat. Yes.
0: (laughs) And the the hell of it is, we know she's doomed to lose. Because we're in Secret Wars now. But, you know...
2: (laughs) Sorry, just going back and looking longingly at that panel.
0: (laughs) You can't lose, because in the game of Secret Wars, you either win, or nobody wins in Secret (laughs) Wars. But yeah, that that close-up on her eyes when she says, fine, we will judge, and changes into her costume. Yeah. The implication being, I'll destroy this planet, and then I'm coming for you. Yeah. Even though we know it's a moment that's not going to play out. Is it? I can channel a son. I don't think you remember that. <laughs> yeah, but it's... These characters, number one, throughout the entire issue, they're shown doing what superheroes would do. Yeah, you know, the, the one scene where somebody asks one of their receptionists, it's like, yeah, we're not r- responding to that kind of call anymore. Most of the calls we're responding to are... Suicide, suicide watch, yeah. You know, it's They're trying to help the people on the street through this untenable situation they're, they're acting like superheroes they're the only ones acting like superheroes
2: and you know I wonder to what degree we'll, we'll shake out by the end of Secret Wars and Battle World, the ones that really truly deserve to go on because they're acting like heroes as opposed to the ones who sort of forgot what they're supposed to be about and too greatly embraced their human foibles.
0: I mean, that's kind of the thing. I I think the only way you can get out of Secret Wars is to have nobody remember it happened. Yeah. Some treat it almost like Crisis, where almost nobody remembers what came before.
2: But, you know, they had to do that to a certain degree coming out of Civil War. It t- Tony Stark had to dump his brain and
0: reboot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If Secret Wars ends and people remember what led to it, I don't see how you don't wind up with Black Panther and Namor and Tony Stark up against a wall in the hog (laughs) answering crimes against humanity charges. Yeah. You kept this to yourselves and gave nobody else a chance to respond, and you destroyed the fucking universe.
2: Well, the second it's it's a it's a it's a hell of a thing, especially if you're a comic book reader, uh, who who who's been through a variety of of crisis type storylines and events. It is a hell of a thing for Steve Rogers to say to a group of people that he went up and he confronted the illuminati and they responded by mind wiping him that calls to a very specific thing yeah <laughs> um and it's why a lot of people had issues and were pissed off with identity crisis in dc
0: yeah absolutely
2: <laughs> um so so to to bring that up as a thing that happened immediately colors anything it, even if you weren't sure about the illuminati cuz you you like tony
0: stark and <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> and you have fond memories no, of a, Tony Stark's been a douchebag for the last six months. Uh, oh, I
2: know, I know. But I'm saying, if you, <laughs> if you had any glimmer of no, nah, maybe, maybe they have something that we just don't know about. No, nah. you mind wiped somebody. You, you you've cashed in your chips and said, "Fuck you."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're we're only two issues into Secret Wars. Like I said, I I will follow it because it's what this is what Marvel has for me right now. I will hope for an incredible turnaround the way that I felt daredevil end of days had right now anybody who's out there saying oh identity crisis ruined dc comics if you're not mentioning this in the same breath with that you've just picked a side that's all it is yeah yeah and and I'll defend Ironically. identity crisis I'll defend identity crisis up to a point it's not my favorite book I thought it was okay it took dc in a direction i didn't necessarily have a problem with and uh, i think remind me if if we have one more issue that's that's like this maybe we need to do a show where we sit down with identity crisis and secret wars as we've got it up until issue 3 or 4 yeah and see which one is just more relentlessly depressing <laughs> <laughs> Because maybe there's a point. Maybe it's. just I've not read Identity Crisis in maybe a year. Maybe it was just as relentless, and I was just younger and had more of a taste for darkness than I have now. It's possible.
2: It was punishing I, to, you know, when you talk about you know what kind of mad on does does Dan dedio or somebody, mostly Dan D'Addio, have for Justice League International, where you watch your favorite characters get killed off.
0: Yeah you know to... yeah but you know what right off the it, it could be relentless and it was relentless right off the top of my head on one hand you have superheroes that are willing to mind wipe someone who brutally violated one of their own and potentially one of their own in order to protect that secret
2: well that's that's just it they they mind wiped batman
0: <laughs> yes okay so that's the atrocity on one hand on the other hand your heroes have left you to die
2: I I don't disagree. <laughs> There's there there are personal failings, and maybe we should re reread it and have a, a very special episode of of Crisis on Infinite Lives. But there are personal failings of of the characters and of some of the heroes in Identity Crisis that leave you questioning choices and questioning their heroism but at no point do you feel as though there's something hanging in the balance for the universe.
0: (laughs) They, the heroes in identity crisis may have committed atrocities, but uh, few of them were based on the idea of I'm doing it to save me because I'm more important than anybody else. Yeah. You could make the argument that that's the case you behind make... the vote for mind-wiping Batman.
2: Yeah, you can make the argument that there were better choices that could have been made. There are always better choices.
0: All right, you know what? Let's let's not go too deeply into this, because I'm beginning to think, let's give this another couple issues. Yeah. And if it continues, if Secret Wars continues to be so relentlessly... Almost anti-heroic,
2: but that's that's you know that's where Steve Rogers is awesome in this book because before they mind wipe him, that's that's the, exactly the point he's making. There's always a better choice. Yes, and that's why he's he's the hero. There's always a better choice.
0: <laughs> but even then, there's a certain amount of ambiguity because we don't really know what Monica's going to try and do.
2: We don't yet, but if Ewing is taking his cues. From her in Next Wave, her mantra was, as as infuriated as she was by those characters, that she was trying to, to herd like cats. <laughs> yes. It was, we don't kill. Here's our code. At the, at, the, at the end of the day, we don't kill.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't think she's going up to destroy the other world, because we establish in this, she's got planet-killing powers, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So... Whatever the, the choice is made, but either way, it's finally we got a book where the other characters in the Marvel Universe are, are telling these assholes, you know, and how dare you? Yeah. And I didn't realize how badly I wanted to see that. And this may be all we get, because yeah, I don't know how we get out of Secret Wars with what they did, if everybody remembers it, without them in the negative zone. I don't know how it At the
2: it very happens. least, yeah, and... It's gonna be some better choice in the negative zone because Reed will find a way out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That> fucking asshole. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if if you're troubled by secret wars, if you haven't warmed up to Hickman's Avengers or particularly his New Avengers, you know this book is really an illustration—if not this show—you're <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs>
2: you are not alone.
0: It's. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing left. I got nothing left. (laughs) You know, bottom line, this is the best Secret Wars related book so far. So
2: far. far. Yes. Thank you, Al Ewing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you from the bottom of my black little heart.
0: (laughs) You beautiful British bastard. I had no idea it was British. All right. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're coming up on... Almost two hours. All right. Why don't we wrap it up? Yeah. All right. So, yes, not sure how you found the show, but you can always find us at our home website, CrisisOnInfiniteMidLives.com. We are on Facebook. You can find a link to our Facebook page uh, on our home site. We don't do a lot there, but we certainly get messages through there. So if you want to reach us, that is one way to do it. Yes. We are on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is InfiniteMidLife.
2: At Infinite
0: Midlife. You tried. I tried. Son of a bitch. At At Infinite Infinite Midlife. Midlife. You know, 71 episodes. (laughs) You think I'd get it eventually. (laughs) We are on Tumblr, .tumblr crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. You can find the show on iTunes. If you find it there, do us a favor. uh, Give us a review. Shoot us a rating. Helps other people find the show. and We just like hearing from listeners.
2: We do. For example, we have a Gmail.
0: Exactly. You can uh, email us at crisisoninfinitemidlives at gmail.com. You can also find the show on
2: TuneIn radio. Tune
0: radio. Thank you. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. And I guess that is it. This that has is. been Episode 71 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. Thank you for listening and derp. Derp. I'm not like Secret Wars from the beginning. And whenever we finish one of these episodes, I'm just so filled with despair that I can only fill with another Sierra Nevada Pale Ale.
2: I'll get you some whistle pick. (laughs) They took the bar! The
1: whole
0: fucking bar! (laughs) We're out. (laughs) I keep loading the sugar man. The day's gonna come where you cross
1: a line. (laughs)